Hello and welcome to the Luke Ramey Show today. If you've been with us during this season, we've talked about character traits and we've talked specifically about gratitude for a while, um, how we show gratitude, how we're thankful for things. And this week we kind of rolled into this idea of what do we deserve? Um, what do we deserve as, as just showing up for the party or what do we deserve because of our hard work? Um, what do, what do we deserve in all of this? And, uh, that's kind of coming out of this thankfulness idea. Like we, we tend to be thankful for things we are given and we tend to be proud of things that we've earned. I said that before. And this idea of deserve is kind of like, we, we feel like we should have this. We feel like this is reward for something, right? That's what deserving means is that I feel like I, I should have this. How do we figure out what we deserve? And I said um, yesterday we talked about um, who we are and who we aren't. And a lot of times what we deserve is based on what our roles are. And today I really wanted to look at those roles again. And I challenged you yesterday to go ahead and write out a list of roles um, that you currently are in. And so I, t- I, I spent some time, not a lot of time, but I spent some time yesterday on this as well with you um, and looked back on 2021 and said, what were my roles this year? What did I do this year? Like, what were these roles? And I came up with a list. Um, how many do I have here? I've got eight. I came up with a list of eight. And let me, uh, let me read these off to you, okay? I put follower of Christ as one of my identities. Uh, people know me for that. I want to be known by that. Follower of Christ. Number two, I put father of Andrew in Bristol. I'm a dad. Um, number three, I put business owner at Skip the Line, which is one of the companies I own. Owner at Cookville Creative. I'm a co-owner there. That's another business that I own. So I've, I've got that role and there's responsibilities with that. I put down just Luke. I'm just Luke. Um, I have friendships, right? And relationships that I interact with um, around town and, you know, through social media, whatever. I'm just Luke as well. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just, you know, we talked about this yesterday. You're not just one of your roles. I'm not just an owner of a company. I'm just not only a dad. I'm not you know, I'm, I'm a follower of Christ all the time, but I'm not only a follower of Christ. I have relationships with people as well. So like, that's a, that's something, right? So that's just Luke. And that's what I put down. And then I put down volunteer at the river community church. So I'm not just a follower of Christ, but I'm also, I volunteer at the river, which is, you know, a, a local church or a nonprofit. I mean, basically is what it is. So like I, I'm a volunteer there and I interact with the community at the river community church. Uh, number seven, I put down real estate investor and Airbnb owner. Um, for 2021, I owned some rental um, condos and then I owned a condo that I ran as an Airbnb as well. And so that's that's one of my roles this year was that I was the, I was that um, to to some people in my life I, that's who I was that was my role to them and then I also put down um, and this one number eight is really the um, probably my primary role that um, most people should know me for if they don't undefeated member of a fantasy football league that's that's one of my roles is that I'm a, I'm an undefeated member of it and um, basically what that means is like I, I just beat everyone all the time because I'm so good at fantasy football I mean I, I make jokes of it but I'm, in, I'm involved that's kind of a just Luke thing like those are my friends that I'm in a fantasy football league with right and talk football with that's a role I have is I'm talking about you know professional football regularly with people that's a role you can be involved with me in my life and never have a conversation with me about professional football. But there is a group of people that 
sometimes the only way we interact is through football. That's a role I have. So it's funny because I'm undefeated, but also it is a real role. So, so those are the roles I wrote down. And what I'd like to encourage you to do today is take a look at those roles and ask yourself, um, you know, what are some healthy expectations for these roles? Because if you're going to have a role, you might as well do it well, right? If you're going to have an identity, then you might as well live up to it and do it well. And we all want to do that, right? If we're choosing to have a role or if a role has been chosen for, for us, for the most part, we want to do a good job at that right? We want to live up to expectations. So what are the expectations? And I'll just say, you know, I'll take an example here. Father of Andrew in Bristol. I wrote out these expectations, okay? Make sure their physical needs are met. Help them mature mentally, physically, emotionally. Provide opportunities for independence. Keep them safe from forces in the world and forces in themselves. Those are my expectations for myself. In that role, those are the things. And are there more things? Yeah, I'm sure. But these are broad categories, all right? Make sure their physical needs are met. I want to make sure there's a roof over their head. I want to have a job and have income and be able to feed them, right? And uh, and make sure that they have, you know, a, 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 some downtime and some game to play, and that they have the, the resources they need to do well at school. Like, the, that physical needs, that's a huge category, all right? And a lot of us, you know, when we're parenting, that's the biggest thing we look at is that physical need and providing that physical needs, especially as dads, you know, as a dad, like that's the, you know, am I, am I making sure that everybody's got food and everybody's got new shoes and everybody's got a good coat and, you know, uh, cars to get people places and stuff like that. Like we're thinking about those physical needs and providing those physical needs. And that is definitely part of that role, but there's other ones too. help them mature mentally, physically, emotionally, the whole person. How do I help them mature? Like uh, I've got an eight-year-old and then Andrew this week will be 13 years old. So I've got a, a new teenager and then an eight-year-old and both of them are maturing um, physically outside of my outside of my real power. They're going to mature physically. There's nothing I can do to really stop that, okay? That's just part of growing up. Like you grow and you get bigger and you develop smells and whatever happens, right? <laughs> you, we develop physically, all right? We get stronger. And so they're, they're developing physically even without my input, but I want to help them mature mentally, physically, and emotionally, and I want them to do it well. Emotionally, sometimes people don't naturally mature, and I want to make sure that my kids are maturing emotionally, mentally, that they're challenging themselves mentally, not just zoning out and zombieing on an iPad or an iPhone or a device of some sort but that they're actually mentally preparing, right? That's one of my, that's one of my cores there. That's what I, that's what I want to focus on. This next one I think is a, is a big one that some parents miss, especially in this day and age. And I would, my generation of parent, I'm 41 years old. I think we've missed the boat a lot of times on this. Now, not you individually. I'm sure you're amazing at parenting, but a lot, I think a lot of people my age have kind of missed this boat and that's provide opportunities for independence, Provide opportunities for independence. My kids, I'm teaching them how to be adults, to be citizens in our country, in our world, right? To be citizens for Christ. They're Christ followers like I am. You know, I'm teaching them how to be those things. Well, I can't teach that to them if I don't give them any independence. If I don't give them a chance to go out and make a decision for themselves, to go out and tackle a problem themselves. That's one of my responsibilities is to provide them opportunities for independence. Now, do I provide them opportunities for independence 
that's dangerous for them? No, I have to understand where those guidelines are. That's a big one. That is a big responsibility. That's a big expectation as a parent is to provide these independence opportunities that aren't dangerous for them, right? The last one I wrote down, keep them safe from other forces in the world and in themselves. Now, there are forces in the world that are not uh, positive for your kids. And I, you know, and there are forces in the world that are not positive for my kids. And I want to keep them safe from those. I want to guard them from those, right? I still want to have them have the independence, you know what I mean? To make decisions, fail at things, understand what failure looks like, understand what success looks like. I want them to experience those, but I want to keep them safe from forces out there in the world. But I also want to keep them safe from forces within themselves because greed, bitterness, hatred, right? All that stuff can, can boil up inside of us. Those come a lot of times internally. They'll bubble up in us. I want to keep them protected from those. I want to teach them how to deal with those when they bubble up. That's just one example of one of my roles and then me writing out some expectations in there. And so I wrote out those expectations. Now, writing out expectations is not enough. And I don't, I don't have much time this morning to talk about this. But I do want to encourage you, take that list you wrote yesterday. Now, if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, go back and listen to it because it's the context we need for today. So listen to that podcast. You, you write out some roles. And then those roles, go ahead and today write out expectations for those. And for all eight of my roles, even the fantasy football one, which I'll read to you because I think it's funny, I wrote out expectations for it. Like my undefeated member of Fantasy Football League, I need to continue to win and show no mercy. I need to find unique ways to gloat weekly to the people that are playing. And then I need to practice a blatant false humility. To really live out this role of undefeated member of fantasy football, I need to be doing those things. Those are the expectations. From the roles you wrote out from yesterday's podcast, write out the expectations underneath there. It can be three to four-ish expectations. Make them nice and broad. Okay, don't get so detailed in them, but keep them nice and broad. Because if we don't have expectations in our roles, we can't evaluate whether we're doing a good job at the role that we want, all right? I don't know whether I'm being a, a, a good volunteer at the River Community Church unless I know what the expectations are and I can hold myself up against that, right? So take your roles, write out your expectations or expectations that are on you. We have to know what the expectations are of the role if we're gonna evaluate it as a good thing, a bad thing, whether we're doing well, whether we're doing bad, okay? And now I wanna encourage you, when you get those expectations written out, do a quick eval on that. Do a quick evaluation. And I'm not saying go back through your entire life and, you know, how have I been as a, as a you know, a four-year-old soccer coach? You know, no, it's not going to be your whole life. But this season, I like to look quarterly. So look at the last three months of your life. How have you done in these roles? Have you evaluated them? Is this a role that you just picked up in the last three months? Is this a role that over the last three months you've decided, hey, this is a good role and I need to keep working at it? Is this a role that you've done terrible at? Are you missing expectations in here? Are the expectations too high for you? Those are the questions we're looking at as we look at all these roles and we evaluate them um, quarterly. So I would say do this quarterly. You want to evaluate the roles based on whether they are life-giving or life-taking. You know, is this a role that makes my life better? Is, is this a role that I smile when I'm in it? You know, is this a role that I'm finding joy from, happiness from, feeling valuable in? Those are the ways you want to evaluate your roles. You know, and, and you, I would even evaluate the roles, you know, whether these are essential responsibilities or chosen roles. You know, I'm a parent, and at some point in my life, I made a choice to be a parent. That's how it worked for me. So I chose to be a parent. But right now, it's not something that I choose every day. I'm a parent legally, 
<laughs> I'm a parent and guardian and I have expectations on me regardless of whether I want them or not right now. So some of these things have been chosen for us. Maybe maybe you're in a marriage and you're the provider. You're the one that you're the one that goes out, kills something, brings it home for dinner. And you're in a relationship where you have to do that. That's what you have to do. You made a choice long ago and now you have to live up to it. Okay. So evaluate that stuff, whether they're essential responsibilities or chosen extra roles. Um, did you put this role on yourself or did someone else put it on you? Think about those things. A lot of us evaluate our jobs like that, like just our jobs. But what about our other roles? You're a, you're a community member on the Rotary Club. You know, you're the PTO president. You're on the HOA board. You're, you know, you're, you're these roles. How many times do we sit down and say, what do I actually want for who I am in my community? That's the question we need to be asking ourselves. I want to share one thing with you. And again, I've gone really long today, but one thing with you, and that's a role that I laid down this year. I roll, I laid down a role this year. It's not because it's a bad role. Okay. I did find some joy in it, but for the most part, it was, it was constantly a burden on me. And so I laid it down and that was my role as a real estate investor and Airbnb owner. And it's actually like a pride hit. Cause I feel like it's a good thing. Like that's an identity I, 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 you know, tracked with. So I thought it was a good thing to be a real estate investor, Airbnb owner, like that's what the cool people are. And so I wanted that. And so I started adding that into my life. Well, a real estate investor, the expectations of that is flexibility and schedule, oversee a cleaning team, customer service contact 24 seven a day, wash laundry for Airbnb multiple times a week, oversee repairs. There's a big long list of these, of expectations, big long list. And I'll tell you what, most of those things I don't like. They're not life-giving for me. It's not something I want to do. And I don't know if laundry is life-giving for anyone, but this is, it's, it's terrible for me. I can't stand it. And so this year I started selling off my real estate and I finally sold off the last piece. Well, I still own the place that I live, but selling off the last piece of investment real estate. Sometimes I feel like, man, how I just failed. I just sold it off and I just failed. But the truth is I needed to remove that role from my life. For me to be good at the other roles in my life, I needed to remove that. I can give that, that time, that annoyance that happens during dinner with, with, with my kids and I get an, a message on Airbnb asking what the Wi-Fi password is. I no longer have to deal with that. That's life-giving to give it up. And so I'm going to leave it there, guys. I've went really long today. You've done your commute six times. So you've driven around the block. You've gone back home and then, and then came back to work. But, um, but I'm, going to, I'm going to close it out there. So your roles that you wrote yesterday, go ahead and write in expectations for that. And let's start that evaluating process of the last three months. Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Something to remove? Something to change? Okay, something to add? Look at those roles and figure out who do I want to be? And tomorrow... We're going to identify roles that bring us the most happiness and what are the roles that uh, help us to live the best life. I know that's like a cliche that, you know, it's like, oh, you want to live your best life. Well, really, though, don't we? <laughs> Come on. So we're going to look at that. What, what roles? We're going to talk about that a little bit. Are there roles that need to go away? Are there roles that, you know, you need to pour more effort into? And that's what we're going to spe really spend time on tomorrow is how do we pour more effort into the roles that are good? Um, so as we define good roles and bad roles and bad ones, we're cutting them off. But good roles, how do we pour more into those? So we're going to talk about that. And, uh, and also begin valuing your roles and identify by investing in them. 
time, talent, and treasure. So we're going to talk about that stuff tomorrow. So come back um, here. I promise I won't go as long tomorrow. I think we're like, we're clocking like 18 minutes today. So, um, you know, thank you for hanging in there with me. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's where we're at. Um, thank you so much for joining the Luke Ramey show today. Um, as always, this is recorded and produced uh, by Cookville Creative in Cookville, Tennessee. Thanks, guys.